we have a really special offer today and I'm so excited to share it with you. The ultimate giveaway. Do you want to receive one of our planners for free or would you like access to our Instagram growth course worth £59? At My Bump to Baby, we are massively passionate about making sure parents have the protection in place that they need should the worst happen. If you choose to book in with your nearest family law solicitor today to have a look and a chat about your will, or if you book in with your financial advisor to review your family protection or your pension, we will give you access to either our Instagram course with £59 or we will send you one of our amazing planners completely free of charge. To qualify for this, all you need to do is fill in the form at the bottom of this podcast and we will book you in with your nearest advisor. You don't need to take out a policy and you don't need to take out a will. It's just simply having a chat to make sure that you have the protection that you need should the worst happen. We are so excited to bring you this offer and we hope you take advantage of it because protecting your family is the most important decision that you could make today. This podcast is sponsored by My Bump to Baby Family Protection and Legal Directory. To find your nearest advisor or family law solicitor, head over to www.mybumptobaby.com forward slash family protection legal. Do you love the idea of being your own boss? What about saving money on childcare because you can actually work flexibly around your family? My Bump to Baby is rapidly expanding and we are looking for people to run their own pregnancy to preschool hubs in their local area. Full training is provided, ongoing mentor support, fantastic regular team incentives, a bonus scheme, uncapped commission, review products for free and review days out too. If you are interested in being the My Bump to Baby Manager for your local area, email us business at mybumptobaby.com. Limited space available. Hello and welcome to 50 Shades of Motherhood, uncensored, unhinged and unapologetic, guilt-free, real, raw mum chats with me, your host, Carla Lett, oversharer and founder of My Bump to Baby, the UK's leading pregnancy to preschool directory. This week, I am speaking to Phoebe Mills, and she is going to be sharing her experience of giving birth in April in the height of lockdown. I hope you enjoy this episode. (laughs) 
Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood. This week, I am joined by the lovely Phoebe Mills, who gave birth during lockdown. So I've got about a million questions, Phoebe. So hello, Phoebe. How are you? Hello. I'm very good. Thank you, Carla. Great to be on. Oh, I'm looking forward to speaking to you all about this. It's something that I've been reading about and just feeling like, oh my God, it's bad enough giving birth anyway, but then having to do it during lockdown when there's nothing is quite certain. It's quite, I imagine it was quite a scary time. Yeah, absolutely. It was really uncertain. You know, we had no idea whether my partner was going to be able to come in with me. Um, The news was changing every day. Um, I was, you know, I transferred hospitals quite late on in my pregnancy. But, you know, each hospital was, oh, we're doing this today, but who knows what tomorrow brings. So, yeah, it was... Yeah, it was quite yeah. scary. Um, I, I mean, I think the thing is, when you get pregnant anyway, everyone's always talking to you about the birth, aren't they? They're just like, oh, what you can have? Oh, are you yeah. exa- and you're just like, oh my God, it's bad enough. But now, you know, I might actually be on my own. So we'll go back to your pregnancy, because obviously during your pregnancy, everything else was pretty normal, I suppose. You were, a bit, were you able to do pregnancy classes and get to midwife appointments okay and everything seemed okay at that time? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was all kind of like running normally and I had my last scan just as like the news was hitting about COVID really and I was starting to get a bit paranoid but I went into the scan and I was a bit like um, everybody seems quite normal and it's just crazy to even look back on it now because obviously everyone would be wearing masks every, in any kind of hospital that you would go in but at the time in uh, you know the second week of March it was not like that at all everyone was just carrying on as normal so I was like oh well maybe it's not something to be that afraid of um, but yeah it was all I had um, an anti natal class and yeah it was all kind of running as normal even though it's kind of just started to get a little bit a bit strange (laughs) oh it was so weird because I remember I was watching tv and I was like what is this it was like you know when you've watched like independence day and stuff like that and you see like the prime prime minister the president or the prime minister coming on tv and the like right yeah all all about the country you're like you can't imagine it can you and you're like it it just didn't feel real at the time and I was like surely this isn't right and then every night we kept having those kind of updates didn't we and then all of a sudden it just went I mean you were were you down south um Phoebe initially were you in London yeah yeah so we were living in London at the time that got Uh, it worse didn't it I think that was was that hit worse initially Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. It was really scary. And obviously like I was still working. I was working until I was about, I think until I was 37 weeks pregnant. So I was just going to commuting into work into central London every day on the bus. And I was starting to get really, really scared. I had my turtleneck jumper pulled up to my nose thinking that that would kind of, well, it kind of, kind of probably did protect me a little bit, but obviously we just didn't know what we know now then. And, um, and yeah, it was just, yeah, it was really I was just very anxious all the time, really, um, and just didn't do anything. How far were you then? Because you must have been nearing nearing the end of your, well, the start of your maternity leave then, were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I planned to go on maternity leave when I was 37 weeks pregnant. And that was basically when lockdown hit. So um, me and my partner, he's a teacher. So he was like, um, you know, his school said 
as you know pregnant women have just been told to self-isolate or whatever um you should not be in school either because you're a risk to her and the baby so he got sent home and he was doing remote online learning and um and yeah so we just packed up and uh and yeah just left for the north to go and live with my mum really because we were just so anxious about it and we thought we don't want a lockdown to come and for us to be stuck in our little flat in London with no family support because we don't have any family there either of us um so we just had to make that call really really quickly like within 24 hours pack up all of our stuff and just get up north so it was a weird time at 37 weeks by then so I was like I could give birth at any time oh my god that is scary so so did you have to transfer hospitals then how did that work yeah yeah it was actually fine I mean I just went to one it was just kind of I think I went to one midwife appointment on the Wednesday and I was just like so they had said that they were going to stop doing water births which is something that I really wanted Um, and they were closed the birthing suite so you had to give birth in the main hospital ward and I really wanted to go in the birth suite and I just thought oh god this is so scary and also I was living in like one of the worst affected boroughs in terms of coronavirus figures um so I was just like oh god I was I was so anxious about giving birth I was just in tears most days just worrying about it um yeah so I just uh but it was really easy to transfer to the a different hospital that's good because you think during times like that you think it'd be a bit more difficult but that's good that it was because I don't know about you but when I'm with my mum I just feel a bit more safe as well oh my god totally that's exactly why we were just like I just need to be with my mum and I remember like getting up north that day after packing up all of our stuff and getting home and just being like ah you know just feeling really looked after and like in my mum's clean house a cup of tea oh yes you can't be a cup of tea can you (laughs) oh bless you yeah so that is frightening I mean gosh I was a nervous wreck during the whole of lockdown and I wasn't even pregnant I'm honestly every time I was going to the cupboard out you know like because it was the height of hay fever time as well oh I was just in that cupboard all the time sniffing coffee making sure I can still smell I was like what are the symptoms what are the symptoms it was oh holding breath for you know over 10 seconds capacity yeah it was uh it was pretty (laughs) it's scary so where I mean obviously once the lockdown was announced were you already up here by that stage or was it yeah just yeah just, literally just I think it was coming into effect on the Monday and we came on the Thursday because we kind of suspected that it was going to happen a lot of people were in denial about it but we were like this is probably going to happen um so yeah we got up just in time before proper lockdown started oh, thank god um, I know it was, it was just like the biggest sigh of relief especially considering that the baby hadn't come you know on the motorway up north um yeah that's imagine that oh my god yeah I didn't even think of that that's like a panic in itself no I didn't get my water birth but you know I got a car birth instead (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh right okay so so the pregnancy side of things was fine and you managed to get your classes in which is good because I know hypnobirthing and antenatal classes are massive well they help with all that kind of birth anxiety don't they as well 
Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just did all my hypnobirthing online. Actually, I didn't even do any face-to-face hypnobirthing classes. So you didn't need to really, as well, because that's another thing. It's going out, isn't it? During that time, yeah. um, and a lot of um, a lot of hypnobirthing classes and antenatal ones are online now, which is really good because I just think it makes it a lot easier for everyone. Because it's it's scary when you're pregnant, going out and venturing out, um, especially during a time like this. So what? I mean, how did your birth happen then? What what week did you give birth? Oh, so it was, um, I was nearly two weeks overdue. So it was literally just a couple of days before I was due to be induced. Um, so yeah, I think it was the Thursday I was going to be induced. I think I must have been 11 days over, 14 oh. weeks. It's hard to remember, isn't it? You kind of yeah. like, at the time you're so focused on those figures and then, afterwards you're like what yeah I know because <laughs> yeah. you've been through so much since so so we did your waters go then at home or or did you just get start getting contractions yeah so I kind of I think I'd have been having a couple of like feelings a couple of days before and because I was living with my mum you know what mums are like anyway even if you're not living in that house they'd be texting you ringing you any sign any sign so every morning I got up and she'd be looking at me going any sign I don't want to get her hopes up so um, I think I've been having contractions since about 3 a.m that morning and when she came down I was like oh you know don't get your hopes up just in case they kind of tail off but you know yeah this is happening and I was determined to just kind of like get out for walks and just leave as long as possible before going to the hospital and um obviously she was with me so she was like I think it's time to go to the hospital and I went upstairs for a little nap and then as soon as I got into bed my water's went (laughs) oh no now it's time I was like okay (laughs) oh yeah because everyone says don't they leave it as long as possible because sometimes once you get to hospital it's like you're sent home or and yours yours was a bit of a drive to your local hospital wasn't it yeah, it was. Yeah. So did your partner know that he could come or what What was the situation with that? Because I know a lot of women had to give birth on their own during that time. Yeah, well, obviously, I think that it was, I mean, the rules were just changing every single day. And it was really, really confusing. And I don't think even the hospital staff knew what was going on at that point. Um, but yeah it was basically the rules were until you're in established labor you had to be on your own um I don't think I fully comprehended what that meant at the time though because obviously by the time I'd gone in my waters had gone my contractions were ramping up and I was just so convinced that I was like nearing the end obviously it was my first birth so I had no idea but um by the time I got in and got examined they said that I was just only two centimeters which was really deflating Um, did you think you were further did you feel like you were further because of the pain and stuff yeah yeah I did and actually I actually think that you know hypnobirthing is all about um you know controlling that adrenaline and you know relaxing your body um and I think because I was on my own the adrenaline was so high um and that really affected my um, ability to control the pain I was just really in bits to be honest Um, were you on your own up to at first then Phoebe yeah I just went in and obviously got examined and um yeah she was just like you're not far you're not in established labor yet um so you can either stay here by yourself or you can go home but it was about half an hour drive home and she was a bit like oh that's not what yeah she was just like oh I'm not really happy about you going home um and I was just like please can my partner come in and um and she was just like I'm 
yeah no <laughs> the rules are that he can't um oh, but luckily off. because I was just not coping well at all I was really in bits um she let us stay in a room off the uh, maternity ward together um but she was like as long as he does not go into the corridors <laughs> he's not allowed to leave that room and yeah. he was basically quarantined in there with me but um I was so much more relaxed whenever he came in and she even came in and she was just like, look at you, you're doing so much better than you were. And I was like, well, obviously, because having that person there, that support is so important for a birthing person. Gosh, yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, it's just having someone there being like, is this normal? Is this normal? Can you like, but I guess he couldn't even go out and tell them anything, could he? So like, even if you needed them... No, absolutely not. He was just stuck in there with me. Oh, um, God. Yeah. So did they have to keep coming in and checking on you, like, really quite often then? Yeah, they did. But they kind of, like, not that often, really. Like, maybe, like, once an hour or once every couple... Like, you know what it's like when you're in that situation. The time just flies and you have no concept of how long's gone. Or it was just... I was just... We put our tunes on and I was just kind of, like you know rocking myself through every contraction (laughs) did you use the ball or were you on the bed mainly um I used the ball but mostly I was just kind of like stood up just like rocking like a bit of a man (laughs) (laughs) it's like if if you could go back in time and see yourself you'd be like oh my god I know I would (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh it is scary because you just don't know and also it's like you don't know what to expect especially because um your little boy was your first as well so it's like yeah. oh you'd, and you hear of people being in labor for days and stuff like that don't you did you did oh. you have to bring your own food and stuff like that or how did that work um, they actually they provided the food I, I think it's a pretty standard thing to provide food for the mother but not the dad but I am right. um, I shared because I'm nice like that <laughs> also, like I kind of I thought that I'd be the kind of person in labor to be like eating loads of snacks I brought loads with me but actually I was not no. I actually just needed some water and that was it really and endless cups of tea and stuff so um but yeah we you know they provided food which was good um but we were in there for nearly two days <laughs> oh yeah. my god that's it was a... really long going yeah. oh gosh yeah. it's scary that yeah so so with the actual labor then did you get any pain relief or anything could you have it or what was that like yeah. did they offer it yeah they offered it to me um I think I took like some paracetamol maybe some I don't I don't know a codeine maybe I'm not yes sure yeah um, yeah so had a bit of that right at the start but I was really adamant I was like I don't want anything I don't mm. want anything I can breathe through it it's fine mm. and then whenever I was in established labor I went into the birthing suite and you know with the water pool and stuff it was amazing oh they let you do that did they in the end yeah yeah, yeah. they were still operating that in that hospital which was amazing um but yeah I think they ran the pool about three times and I'd read that if you get in the pool sometimes you can be quite relaxed and it can actually stall labor you know the progress um so I was like I'll hold off I'll hold off I'll hold off um and I think it was around about three times for me and then I didn't actually end up getting in it because um they examined me again after probably for like the fifth time and I'd actually regressed so I was actually less far along than they thought previously so then I had to go up to the ward and I had to be induced and it was just like you know birth plan ripped up out the window (laughs) but yeah that's 
just the way it goes sometimes. It is, it? it is. And I think the thing is, with the birth plan side of things, I think it's important not to dwell on that too much because it can go out the window just as oh, simple definitely. as that. And it's, yeah. um, you know... So, so references rather than a plan, you know, you've just got to, you've got to accept the fact that it does take twists and turns that you can't accept, but it's all about, you know, having your little coping mechanisms in place to ensure that you are going to cope with whatever happens the best to your ability. Exactly. And it's all about keeping you and little baby safe, isn't it? And, oh, yeah, and that's it. So, so what, so you went back up to the ward then, did you have him in the ward instead of the water birth then? Yeah, well, so I was induced, I was put on a drip and at right. that point I like had some gas in it, in which case I was like, oh my God, yes, please. Um, which yeah. was uh, such a relief after, you know, a day and a half of, um, slogging through it. But, um, yeah, so I, you know, I was on a, a trip there and then eventually I got to, you know, fully dilated. Um, I was trying to push for two hours and they were like, oh, it's not really, nothing's really happening here. So, yeah, so I had to be examined and then they found out that the baby was, um, he was facing the wrong way of my pelvis so his head was basically sideways so he couldn't have come out even though I was trying to push him out I just couldn't push him out um so I had to then have a theatre delivery so with um yeah they had to use forceps to turn him around oh. so I could push him out which uh yeah I mean by that point you're just like whatever I have yeah to do, I will do yeah exactly I bet you were shattered by that two days Totally. I was totally shattered. But you just get through it. The hormones are amazing, aren't they? They are, definitely. Looking at my partner, he was just looked so knackered. Um, but I somehow just managed to keep my energy levels up. It's just, crazy. It's crazy yeah. how you can do that and the adrenaline just lasts so long. So so um obviously then he came, little man safely arrived. So did you have to stay in the hospital for long afterwards or did you have to have any coronavirus testing or anything? No, there was none of that, which really surprised me actually. Um but yeah, I, I'm sure it's probably changed since then. It was quite early on. Well, it was actually at the peak really in April. But um yeah, so there was no testing that I needed to have done. Um obviously everyone was all masked up. Um, and we were masked up, which I think is pretty standard procedure in theatre anyway. Um, but yeah, I just, my partner was not allowed on the ward with me afterwards. So he, whenever I was wheeled out of theatre, he was allowed to stay for a couple of hours in which he was just basically on the floor under a pile of coats sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst I was just looking lovingly into my new baby's eyes. Um, but then I just got put on the maternity ward and he had to kind of leave me in the corridor and I was just on my own um, just for just for a night. Um, I got to go the next day, so it wasn't too bad. Oh, that's good that you got to go home the next day then. So yeah. I suppose with the hospitals the way they were as well, they probably want people out as quickly as possible, don't they? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And I think it was because um he so my waters have broken and it had been over 24 hours since uh you know the water's breaking and then him coming um so they wanted to keep an eye on him so they were keeping you know monitoring his heart rate and stuff so that's why I had to stay in that night um but yeah no it was actually it was fine and then once they'd done all the checks and stuff I was just able to go the next day so yeah it was yeah it was it wasn't too bad and like I said I didn't know any difference so I was just kind of just yeah positive about it and 
just happy to have my little baby so <laughs> yeah yeah because I think during that time you hear that many horror stories during the coronavirus like pregnant women are more likely to get it pregnant women this that and it's just yeah. oh my god I know I was just yeah it, it was frightening for everyone but let alone like if you you do to give birth around that time so so what was it like then afterwards with the midwife support and stuff did you find that you I mean you just move were you still at your mum's I'm guessing for a while yeah yeah we've actually only just moved out and he's nearly six months old yeah so we were there for a really long time it's crazy to even think about it but um yeah the after support was not I mean I I feel really sorry for some women I'm lucky that I have my mum there to help me um but it was just pretty much non-existent which is really like awful to say that it was you know I I heard I read in the books and stuff that you would have a midwife appointment within 24 hours is that normal um so and I expected that but I didn't have anything I had a call with the midwife or the health visitor sorry um and yeah she's just kind of like ticking off a list expecting that I was all right um and I, I think I had quite a couple of complications afterwards because, um, you know, with my stitches and stuff, I was just really, really sore. Um, so I had to keep on going back into the hospital, which wasn't ideal in that situation. And as you know, after you've given birth, you just don't want to be traveling around. Um, so it was kind of like very much a if you need it, obviously I needed to be seen so I had to go to them mm. but then I felt like I was putting myself more at risk and at that stage nobody was even wearing masks in the corridors and stuff so it was just me on my own with a mask hobbling through yeah the to be seen oh yeah. no and then and then you worry then and you're going home to a little baby and stuff and yeah absolutely oh. yeah it was uh, a bit of a nightmare those kind of like first few weeks afterwards but uh, the health visitor did come after about a week and weighed him and did all the normal stuff and she was just really happy with his progress and obviously I had to take him in to get checked over and get him weighed before that anyway. Yeah um, I was gonna say about that how did you go about getting him weighed and stuff because normally you have to go every week I think. Yeah well I think it was less um, than that so I can't, I can't remember exactly but um, after a couple of days you have to go maybe like three days I had to take him in to get him weighed and then maybe after a week to check that he had you know put on weight because they always lose a bit of weight don't they um, at first so um yeah um I just went into hospital to have that done and then the health visitor was so happy with his progress that she didn't check in with me again really ever um so just, but I think they basically said to me that if they were kind of happy at that meeting that you you know were coping well and the baby was doing well then you probably wouldn't hear from them but it isn't very reassuring that you know, yeah that's not good I mean the thing is you, your hormones are everywhere after birth and god I spent a long time convincing my midwife that I was fine and I knew I wasn't yeah. um but like at that stage you don't know if you're not or you don't know if you're just having a bad few days or you don't know how you feel so I just think I mean with zoom and all that I mean there's no real excuses to not be able to catch up with with people that have just had babies really yeah I did have one zoom with her um but yeah it was just it was all very fragmented and I wasn't really sure what was happening when but I'm pretty sure that's a normal thing anyway when you've just had a baby your head's all over the place um but yeah it's just the support was really like yeah minimal and 
yeah like you said you just your mood is all over the place when you've had a baby you can start the day feeling great and then by the end you're in tears for no reason by 10 o'clock I was in tears 10 (laughs) a.m I was in tears for no reason honestly it's so hard because you it's like your whole life has changed hasn't it you've also like obviously had to get a baby out your fairy and then <laughs> yeah. it's like you know it's, it's everything then you've got your stitches and and then it's the sleepless nights and stuff luckily you've, like you said you had your mum there but there's a lot of mums out there that will feel like they haven't had any support at all and I just worry what is going to be at the end of this with the terms of like you know um postnatal depression and mental health anxiety etc it's quite scary totally yeah absolutely um yeah, I, I, I worry about that too because I just think, you know, women who don't have that support, they just, it, yeah, we'll just have to see, won't we? But yeah, thankfully I felt quite supported at home. So yeah, it? it's so good that you were with your mum there. Um, that's so good. So I bet she helped with the night feeds, did she? <laughs> no, she didn't. Well, I was breastfeeding anyway. So, oh. um, so yeah, it was just me. Um which actually, he was actually a really good um, sleeper when he was a newborn. It's actually since taken a bit of a turn and now he's waking up every two hours for a feed, which is not right there. Oh. <laughs> I don't think it worked that way around, but um, apparently it does. Um, <laughs> How old <laughs> is he now? He's nearly six months, yeah. Oh. So, yeah, nearly at a weaning time. But, oh, that's um, exciting. Yeah, it's just, yeah, um, it's, it's been such a blur. But I'm... Uh, yeah I'm so lucky to have had my mum to help out with him and I think because we've been around so often like my you know my partner he was off work he was teaching remotely and um you know there's so many people around my family home that he was spoken to so often that I actually think his speech developed quite quickly like he was very like quick to make cooing sounds and blah 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 so um, yeah I've got to keep up that level of interaction even though it's just me in the house now mum and turns oh I know so as your partner did you say sorry he's gone back to work now then yeah 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 Yeah. he's a teacher he's gone back to work and yes have you have you managed to get I mean you can't really get out to much much at the moment but have you managed to do any baby classes or anything like that I've actually just started a swimming class which is so good it's so nice to do something that actually I thought that I would be doing on maternity leave um so it's just yeah it's a small class obviously you can only allow the six people in so it's just six of us with their babies and oh it's just a bit of fun really um just to get him out and just do something a bit different it breaks up the week because you know how you know you're on maternity leave the week and you you know your partner's at work and you're just sat there thinking right what should we do today <laughs> I know I know and sometimes unless I mean for me anyway unless I got out before lunchtime we just wouldn't go out because it's yeah. like my energy levels were just so I was so tired by the afternoon that all my energy was like in the morning so we managed to get out then um but it, it can be a bit a bit of a lonely time um after you've had a baby I mean you're yeah. lucky if you've got friends that are off at the same time but it's a long time to be alone with a baby isn't it absolutely and I mean it's even obviously it's even harder now because we're in lockdown and um I don't have those kind of people around me I can't invite them over for a cup of tea because I don't actually have anyone who lives locally and also because of lockdown they're not allowed to anyway so yeah it is I mean I'm all about kind of you know I know how it feels as a new mother to not have that support so 
I'm, you know, trying to actively, you know, with my Instagram and my new business, I'm just trying to, um, you know, promote that kind of support for new mums and, you know, that kind of self-care aspect right. of it and just right. you know, look at your mental health really, because it is, it's tricky at the moment. It is. So are you going back to work then or have you changed career since um, having your little one? So I'm still on maternity leave. Um, so I am a marketing manager um, for a coffee company. Um, but whilst I've been on maternity leave, I have used kind of like a bit of my free time. I mean, I say free time, mm-hmm. babies and apps um, to, start my, <laughs> to start my new business, which is called Baba Box. So it's um, a monthly subscription and one-off gift box service for mums and babies. Um, and basically, I've, I know how difficult it is. You, you're lacking that support at the moment from other mums and you're not sure what products to use or, you know, you know, the best things for your baby so I'm kind of using tried and tested products um in these boxes um all natural all ethical backgrounds um and yeah kind of lovingly curated little gift boxes for new mums that people can buy um and also the monthly subscription for mums who need that kind of level of self-care and something to look forward to every month which you obviously do when you're in lockdown with a little baby oh Um, definitely self-care that's what it's about isn't it definitely I love that so do they just come through the come through your letterbox every month do they yeah yeah absolutely so at the end of the month we'll send it and it'll be obviously it changes every month but there's always going to be about three or five little items in there so there'll be something for the baby um, and there'll be always be a couple of things for the mum as well. So you'll have some like lovely essential oil smells because you know how important it is to kind of like yeah, how essential oils can really uplift you and relax you. And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. And then also like something, a quick beauty fix, because I know that, you know, some of these subscription boxes, whenever I was um, given one whilst I was pregnant from my mum, I just, it had loads of little like samples in it, which was nice, but I was just like, oh, I, you know, I'd like full size things. And, um, and I, I was quite surprised when I saw the price of it as well. Um, so and I thought I don't really have time to be kind of experimenting with this like face cleansing oil or this. I just kind of want like a face mask that I can just put on 15 minutes later, feel like I've done something for myself mm. um, and just something easy peasy that I know how to do. Um, so we'll always include at least one thing that kind of ticks that box in every single box. And then, um, yeah, either you know a couple more of those things or yeah it's just a surprise every month but it's something to look forward to you know something coming through your door just for you and the baby obviously because who doesn't love buying cute things for the baby oh, 100%. And, yeah so yeah that's all the thinking about it has just been me you know in lockdown having a baby and not having that support around me I think a lot of a lot of people kind of look to start businesses after they've had a baby because you see a bit of a gap don't you sometimes I mean that's yeah. how I started my bump to baby it was um, a bit of a gap where I was like oh god there isn't anything for that or like you you've recognized self-care so important after you've had a baby Um, and I think sometimes well all the time that I know mums tend to put themselves to the back of the queue and it's like oh yeah I'll I'll have a bath if I can get time or I'll do a face mask if I can have time or something and sometimes if it's placed right in front of you I think it's like right that's for this week right I'm gonna do that I'm gonna do that 
Absolutely. Yeah, it's just about taking that time for you and just kind of like, you know, why not buy yourself a little treat every month? That's something that's just going to come just for you that you can just really enjoy and relax about. I know what you mean, though, because I like will sometimes have a bath with the baby and that's my bath for the night, a lukewarm bath with the baby. You know, yeah. And it's like, like, yeah, I've kind of done it. But I think the thing is, though, it's so hard because by the time baby goes to bed, you're so tired anyway. But yeah. sometimes your energy, you're like, oh, I'm not going to bother doing that. I mean, it's like um, me recently. I've been like, just, I just can't be bothered with anything. I think it's because I've been eating so much during lockdown. I like, I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to use twice a lot of fake tan if I need, if I tan myself. <laughs> you know, I'm going to wait till I get thin. Um, <laughs> but it ain't happening this year now it's like you know it's um autumn it's getting a bit cold I'm just like what's the point now I'm going on a diet I may as well just carry on but but um I think I need to actually set myself a bit of a target as well for like a, a regular kind of self-care you know mm-hmm. evening or just even just a few minutes a day yeah that's all you need really just a little bit of time just to yourself it's, it is like it's crazy though isn't it because like you say if I went for a little run I'd feel guilty I'd feel like I was missing the baby like you know and like missing out so it's just about kind of you know not you know satisfying that mum guilt by being in the house being close by but just having 15 minutes half an hour an hour just to yourself it's so important oh it is it is and sometimes I think what we what I'm guilty of as well is like using my spare time to obviously when you've got a business and you're on social media all the time you can end up being on social media a lot and really I don't think that's real true self-care um even if it is with a cup of tea or something I don't feel rejuvenated to be honest most of the time I feel worse I'm like bloody hell that mum's got her shit together I'm just sat here I've not brushed my hair oh social media can be a real negative thing actually and you know as a as a new mum I'm kind of aware of the like how much time I spend on my phone I don't want my baby to see me looking at the phone quite a lot you know so if I'm doing work I'll try and do it on my laptop um just just to kind of like just so he doesn't see me staring at my phone all the time I don't want that I've actually started trying to read a bit more get back into reading a bit because I just think that is a good way to kind of you know focus on something else and just have that bit of time reading in the bath is always nice one yeah definitely I mean I've got a massive pile on my to read list but by the time I get into bed I'll read one page and I'll be fast asleep so yeah (laughs) yeah trying to just stick on like onlines and little blogs and stuff that I can just you know yeah, read quickly yeah yeah read exactly. quickly before your eyes close exactly. <sighs> so is there any advice you'd give to any mums that are at the moment about to go into um like well about to go into labor about to give birth or any mums that are pregnant at the moment I just say like obviously it's you're not going to do it anyway but I would just say just don't worry about it because I you know I spent so long stressing about it and getting really upset and then by the time that I was actually in labor I knew where I needed to be I needed to be in hospital I needed to be looked after by midwives and they are just doing their jobs just getting on with it they're not worried they're just you know cracking on and they're such they're so supportive and it actually is all fine like it will always be fine no matter what twists and turns your journey takes like as long as you um come out of it and you know it's just 
I just wouldn't change it for anything, even though I would have preferred to go down the natural birth route and, you know, it just didn't work out. I still would not change it. And giving birth in a pandemic, you know, it has its stresses, but um, it, it is fine. Everybody knows what they're doing. They're there to support you. And, you know, you won't know any different when you're there I'm pretty sure that you're just kind of getting on with it you're just letting your body do what it needs to do and uh, and yeah it will all be fine brilliant <laughs> I love it no brilliant I love that good bit of advice there so Phoebe thank you so so much and what we'll do is we'll put the links to everything we've spoke about um on the show notes as well uh, for wow. the Baba box and everything so thank you yeah. so much for being our guest today Oh, thanks for having me on, Carl. It's been lovely. Oh, it's been a lovely chatting. I love a good chat on a weekend. Absolutely. Yes. With the mama when when I'm so uh, deprived of that interaction. So, absolutely. Oh, especially at the moment. I know we can't see anyone, can we? So it's quite nice to break away and have a bit of a chat with another mum. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of 50 Shades of Motherhood. My aim is to support free chat around motherhoods, uncensored, unhinged and unapologetic mum chats. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends about it. The more listeners we get, the more subscribers we get, the more chance we've got of getting series three done. So, I look forward to speaking to you next time and keep your eyes peeled on our social pages to find out who our next guest is. I'm sure you will love it. We have a really special offer today and I'm so excited to share it with you, the ultimate giveaway. Do you want to receive one of our planners for free or would you like access to our Instagram growth course worth £59? At My Bump to Baby, we are massively passionate about making sure parents have the protection in place that they need should the worst happen. If you choose to book in with your nearest family law solicitor today to have a look and a chat about your will, or if you book in with your financial advisor to review your family protection or your pension, we will give you access to either our Instagram course with £59, or we will send you one of our amazing planners completely free of charge. To qualify for this, all you need to do is fill in the form at the bottom of this podcast and we will book you in with your nearest advisor. You don't need to take out a policy and you don't need to take out a will. It's just simply having a chat to make sure that you have the protection that you need should the worst happen. We are so excited to bring you this offer and we hope you take advantage of it because protecting your family is the most important decision that you could make today.